Today on Together, you're in for a treat. Renowned West Michigan therapist and Ada Bible attender Mario Franciscotti stops by again and is bringing his spouse. We'll be diving into the intricacies of their marriage as well as gathering some great advice on how the DISC personality assessment looks from an applicable standpoint as we bring this series to a close. Welcome the Franciscotti family on Together. This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways that marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonniewell. Hey everyone, welcome back to Together. Again, this is one of your hosts, Samuel Jones, and I am excited today because we have two amazing guests that will be coming on in just a second here. Um, But just so you all are aware, we uh, did what's called the DISC series um, a couple weeks ago, two in a row. We took a slight break talked about emotional struggles in marriage, but now we're back to bring the closing of this series on the disc. Now, just in case this is your first time checking us out on Together, um, which is an Ada Bible Marriage podcast, uh, we want to just kind of explain again, or I want to explain again what the disc is, just to bring back to memory and or help you know for the first time what we're going to be talking about in relationship to our guest today. So, the DISC uh, is a personality assessment uh, that most often is used, uh, you know, in the professional arena, business arena, but we also um, can help use it in an individual context and especially in the context of marriage. So with the DISC, um, it is uh, described as an acronym. D star stands for dominance. And with dominance, it has to do with, you know, individuals who are more strong minded, uh, assertive or aggressive, they're fast-paced, typically kind of skeptical, uh, and often enjoy challenges, taking action, and, you know, kind of reaping those immediate results. So if you find yourself kind of being more extroverted, you're probably in that dominance uh, D spectrum. Uh, and, and then after that, there is what's called an influencer or someone who does things through influence. That covers the I in the disc. Again, this person is is very fast paced as well, but they're more accepting. So, for example, you'll see someone who's very sociable, you know, socialite in the parties, you know, hanging out with people. Um, In fact, they would be called people people. And in often cases, you know, they prefer to work on teams, sharing ideas and often cases are the entertaining individual in the room. So that's a that covers kind of the I and that's the influencer. Uh, The S in the disc. Uh, is more someone, uh, you know, who's more introverted and and slower in regards to the way that they navigate the world. Uh, not necessarily slow in general, but just slow in terms of like being more gentle or accommodating or soft-hearted. Um, they're often, you know, also team players and, you know, they kind of prefer working behind the scenes. Again, you know, you think of steadiness, you think of, you know, again, just someone who likes to process things. Um, and lastly, there's the C, which has to do with being conscientious and conscientious individuals um, are more moderately paced and, and skeptical. You know, they're more private, analytical, logical, 
Uh, you can think of the C words when you think of conscientious. So there may be people who are more concerned, cautious, or want to make sure things are done from a correct place. Okay. Uh, you know, in fact, I think of a C slogan because I'm a, I'm an SC on what's the, on the disc spectrum. And, you know, I, uh, would rather say like, let's look at the details and make sure that this is correct. That's something that a, a, a C would say. And I know that because that's about myself. So that is the disc. Um, again, you can go and take an assessment. Um, there was a, uh, opportunity to take a disc assessment through Ada Bible Church that we put on our last podcast. So if you want more, learn more about that potential opportunity, go back and listen to um, the first two parts of the disc series, um, just so you're aware. But enough about that. We want to hear how this thing is and can be applied in marriage. And so today we have with us um, two individuals who have, who have uh, uh, one for sure, who has been on our podcast before. In fact, uh, this uh, previous weekend, uh, we released a video through our Ada Bible Men's YouTube page, and uh, it's also on the digital bulletin at adabible.info underneath the tab, Stay Engaged, where we talked to uh, Mario Francisgotti about leading your family well. That was a two-part series through Ada Bible Men's YouTube channel um, and content page. And not only do we have Mario, but guess what, listeners? We have his beautiful wife, Becky. And so I'm ecstatic to have Mario and Becky come on together. Together. Hey, Mario and Becky. Hey, Samuel. How you doing? Hi, Samuel. Oh, I am well. I'm excited. Listen, I have been looking forward to this opportunity to talk to primarily Becky because I want to know all hey, man. Mario, man. Like, tell me all the goods, the bads, the uglies. <laughs> We're just going to start off this disclaimer, Samuel. Everything I talked about regards to myself, how awesome I am, accountability is coming into play big time today. So, <laughs> Oh, this is going to be great. Listen, <laughs> I am excited. Uh, Mario, man, I remember us going to lunch and having a conversation meeting for the first time. Man, I was just so blessed by, you know, your journey in life. And, huh. and now, you know, getting a chance to hear also from, you know, your other half, sometimes called your better half, you know, That's um, right. is going to be amazing. Uh, so I'm just excited to have you all on, on together today. Thanks for having us. Okay, of course. We're excited course. about it. Yeah. So for our listeners, you know, while we may have gotten a chance to know each other, they may not know you both collectively. Um, can you all just tell uh, our listeners a little bit more about yourselves? Uh, yeah. What are you thinking personally, professionally, both? Yeah. Let's let's start with both. Okay. Um, so I'm a marriage and family therapist. Uh, I work at Wellspring Counseling and also do business coaching. Um, yeah, so Becky and I have been married for 19 years and uh, three awesome kids that are going into the teenage years. And I can still say they're awesome. A lot of times people say teenage years are terrible. Uh, we haven't experienced that. Uh, they're pretty awesome, but I think that has a lot to do with the investment that we've made and, and especially their mama. Uh, and make it such an investment. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. And us, baby. You? Um, I have been blessed to be a stay-at-home mother to our children for the past 15 years. Wow. Um, so I was raised in the Midwest, primarily here in Michigan, in a Christian home. 
my work background is has been primarily in social work uh, with a little bit in early childhood education as well. Um, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is, that's amazing. Like, so you have not only a therapist, but you also have a, a, you know, someone with a background in social work. That's like the dynamic duo, y'all. Y'all are great. <laughs> Almost like you should start a practice or something together, you know? <laughs> right. All right. Well, we'll see what, we'll see what the future brings, Samuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. awesome. And now I, I, uh, I, uh, I also where you both attend Ada Bible. What, what campus do you go to? So over the past year, we've been uh, doing uh, church like a lot of folks at home, but we regularly attend Nap. Nap Street. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You know, the online experience has been, you know, uh, a, a safeguard for a lot of individuals. Yeah. A blessing to have that. You know, some churches don't have that. And, and being able to go online or, you know, go in person, especially over this past year and pandemic has been. Uh, an amazing opportunity, even for me and my spouse as well. So I definitely understand. Yeah, us too, Samuel. I mean, the thing that we've really stand out to us is just how nice it's been, especially, you know, having these, you know, more teenagers have some more of these in-depth conversations is, you know, watch the sermon immediately transition into some just amazing deep conversations about the teachings. Um, So that's something that we've really enjoyed. And we're continually just trying to wrap our mind, wrap our mind around how to, how do we keep that going once we plug back into the church and, you know, making that transition from, you know, mingling with folks, jumping in the car and, um, you know, circling back to have that conversation. But it's been a, it's been a, a really positive experience for us. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. and I just I don't know if our listeners caught it or not, but you have how many kids and how old are they again? We have three children. Wow. So our oldest daughter is 15. Our son is 13 and our youngest daughter just turned 11. Oh, wow. So you are in a pivotal time. We oh, are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be great. I Listen, I have a one-year-old, and I'm still, you know, pulling my hair out. That's why I'm bald here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we call that phase uh, the survival phase. <laughs> sure. You know, it gets, it gets, it's great, but it gets better. That's our experience. That is great. That's a blessing. Well, y'all, we're going to jump right, right on in here. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to help our listeners know a little bit about your love story. You know, can you, can you just tell us, just give us a snippet of how you all got together. Why, you know, give us the good and gushy stuff if you can, you know, so how did you all kind of fall in love and and grow from there? Yeah. So, I mean, my eyes, um, uh, from my perspective, Becky saw me and fell in love at first sight. So that's that's my perspective. I think Becky's perspective as a social worker is she saw a project. So I'll tell you the real story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you start, honey? So just a little uh, peek into what I believe is the God part to our story. Yeah. Um, my family had actually, I had earlier said that I was primarily raised in Michigan, but my family had lived in Indiana for a small period of time for a job that my dad took. And when I graduated from college, I graduated from Taylor University in Indiana. My parents were living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So I naturally moved and found a job in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. And uh, my parents, about a year after I found this job, my parents moved back to Michigan. So I tried desperately to find Mm -hmm. a job in Michigan so that I could be with my family. 
And I just could not. I, and so I finally gave up after months and months of searching sure. and decided to just establish myself in Fort Wayne. I had a good friend group. I had a good church community at the time. Um, and lo and behold, about six months later, Mario and I met mm-hmm. at our church. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that God obviously kept me in Fort Wayne for a reason at that time. Wow. Yeah. And Samuel, like our, a bit of our story is, you know, Becky's family, you know, stayed intact. I mean, uh, she had a, you know, father, mother, a sister, strong family unit. Um, mine, uh, you know, there is more, more uh, brokenness within it, you know, divorce and just overall just struggling to kind of pick up the pieces. And, and um, uh, so, you know, there was growth that I had to do to be able to meet and marry somebody at Becky's caliber, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but what was cool is both of us went to a college career retreat that neither of us were going to go on. Mm. And just, just that being part of that God's story is how God has a plan. And I mean, neither of us were really looking and just how it started off so healthy. Like it started off and this is honestly the most healthy relationship um, uh, I've ever experienced and it was Christ centered, um, to be able to be friends for a period of time and not worry about the dating, take time to kind of stand off and get to know each other. And the more that we hung out with other folks and got to know each other a bit, just saw that, man, there's a, there's a chemistry, there's a depth and, um, became exclusive and, and it just honestly took off and was super healthy. And one of the major healthy components was once we got engaged uh, we were connected with a mentor couple uh, mm. through Becky's parents in uh, Fort Wayne. Um, and he was a business coach and they were just a very, very phenomenal, I mean, speaking of like phenomenal couple that just took us, actually took us through the disc in premarital. He was a business coach and took us through it. And man, it was just worth its weight in gold to really learn the unique differences of our communication style, strengths and weaknesses, and how those how those could play out in our relationship and learn how do we use our skills for the betterment of one yeah. another versus yeah. using them against each other. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is so crucial. I'm glad you brought it up, Mario and, and Becky. It's you know, when you're when you're navigating and working through your love story and and and, and understanding why you all come together, number one you know, for the, the, the power and the, the beauty of being Christians and followers of Jesus and knowing that you want to uplift his name through your marriage. That's a, yeah. that's a crucial element. Yeah. And, and, and then also you said some other key things in that, and that's the, the power of, of having a great mentor, you know, and someone who can kind of show you the ropes, give you wisdom, not interrupting your relationship, but just like, hey, you know, I'm going to always point you back towards each other and back towards Christ. You know, those things are so key. And then you, you, you're you bringing up the piece that we're dealing with today, and that's the disc in marriage and how, you know, him being a business coach or mentor and that at that point in time, you know, kind of showed you all a little bit about your personality, which, which really leads me to the next question. You know, just kind of getting even more in depth. You know, what are your personalities, I guess, according to the disc? And, and maybe how has that impacted your marriage so far? Yeah. So, um, yeah, our communication styles, I am an ID on the DISC Mm. assessment. So, I am 98% I, 95% D. Wow. 
Yeah. And wow. so that means I'm very extroverted, but also I can transition from um, being friendly and fun loving and being around um, being optimistic, being the center of attention. And I can transition easily into being very task um, uh, driver, uh, step into leadership roles, but also can become short fuse. So being very extroverted, what I've learned is I'm, um, I'm strength. My strength obviously is, as you're experiencing now, strength is verbal communication, but also two at times I'm not, a, I'm not a great listener or I can dominate. Mm. Becky's communication style. She's, she's an S. So Becky is introvert people. And so her strength is listening and at times doesn't have confidence in, in what she wants to share, especially if she's put on the spot or doesn't have the time to really put her thoughts together. Mm. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's perfect. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, that's what we really, uh, that, that door is open for us in our premarital and helped us really learn to see that yeah. and see that, you know, these are strengths, but also too, if they're overused, they could be um, a weakness. Sure. Um, and so, um, I could easily over, I could dominate her and I could also add pressure to her in situations to the point where, you know, I'm going to deal with it, deal with it now. What's the problem? Let's fix it right now. Becky needs time to think about it. Needs time to process it and be able to come back. And when, when I give her that space and that time, there's such depth. Um, and there's a lot of wisdom um, in that. And, you know, we've had to really learn how to, how to navigate that so that we create that environment, that space that's conducive for both of us. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Cause I think that, you know, over the course of a marriage, you know, there, are, there always seems to be this, this initial start point, right. Where we start to notice things about our spouses personally yeah. and about them and how they express things. And then there's also this kind of, you know, I'll say point B just to kind of draw a straight line, but it's not really a straight line because we go through ups and downs. But in it, like, there's this point B where we start to like, okay, now that I've noticed, I'm able to communicate and say, hey, I've noticed this thing about you. Or in, in turn, you know, your spouse is like, hey, I see that you do certain things when you're trying to express a frustration or a issue. You know, for, you know, for example, you know, there was a story I remember uh, between two married individuals where, you know, for example, uh, one spouse who was the husband, he saw how every time a chair was out of place or a dish was left on the table after dinner that he kind of indirectly said things to his, his wife about, you know, a day or so later. Yeah. Um, and the, the other spouse, the wife was like, oh, I, I, I noticed that you do these things, but if it was important, you'd say something to me right then and right there. You know, you'd bring yeah. it up. Because otherwise, if you don't bring it up as an issue right there, as a, you know, from the table being out of place, the chair being out of place, or the dishes being on the table, then it's not a big deal. But over time, what ended up happening was, you know, as they both began to study each other, you know, study their spouse in a sense, they started to notice over time that really it was just an aspect of expression um, based on their personalities. You know, yeah. one person didn't want to cause a ruckus. And, you know, the other person was like, you know, why don't you just tell me what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it both mattered to them. And I, and I think that that's just a kind of a short example of noticing how you, you know, how your personality and communication style interacts, you know, uh, Mario and Becky. And so, 
you know, one of you, I guess, in that just kind of taking this one layer, you know, more more uh, deeper. What what have you kind of just noticed about your communication style and personality over the years, and how it worked with each other? I think a big thing that we've had to work through, and maybe me personally, that I've had to work through. I think part of my communication style is I tend to um, shut down and not be willing to bring up the issue right away or communicate the issue right away. So that's something that I've definitely had to learn Yeah, is to, to be more vocal about what I'm thinking and maybe take a little bit less of the passive aggressive <laughs> side. Um, I definitely, that's definitely been a, a key aspect in our marriage is, has been communication. Mm-hmm. Like we, mm-hmm worked hard on that early on in Mm -hmm. marriage in several different ways, but uh, I definitely learned that communication, communication, communication. Mm -hmm. And that's something that now I feel like we, as our children are getting older, finding that we're instilling more and more in them, even Mm -hmm. teaching them to practice. That's been a, it's a pretty important thing in our household in general. Yeah. I'd even, I'd even elaborate on that, that um, effective communication Right. Like, um, like what Becky was saying is, you know, knowing that she typically more often than that would want to avoid, but man, she has grown so much. I'll be honest with you. I think she's better at, you know, addressing the issue in the moment than I am. Sure. Uh, She's gotten so, so good at it. Um, you know, an element that I think that I've brought was, um, I can shut her down and don't even realize it like without even really trying. I remember there was a time when we were first dating and I was in seminary. And we just came out of church and, um, you know, Becky just asked me this question and, and I've shared this with clients. Um, so if any of you are my clients, you're hearing this, this is, this is old news, but, uh, you know, she's like, you know, Hey, what do you think of the sermon? And, <laughs> you know, I want to answer her, but also too, there's probably a little bit of cockiness. There's probably a little bit, of, I want to show her how much I know going to seminary. And, you know, I was like, Oh, hermeneutically, I don't know if I agree with this. He said that, I don't know if that's true. And I don't know where he's going with this. And I think it was okay. What are your thoughts? And she's like, you know, I felt like God spoke to me. Hmm. And right then was an epiphany to me of like, dude, um, no matter what, she's going to know what you think because you're going to tell her. Why don't you find out first what her thoughts are so that you know how to how to engage to it with her without shutting her down? Because I can say being a high I, high D, I will just say it. And I'll say it unfiltered and not really taking consideration of how that could impact my audience. Sure. Um, and the worst thing I think that I could do is ever shut her down because my concern is that it would kill a part of her mm. that I love. And that is that depth. That is that her, her finding the confidence to be able to share her thoughts uh, and viewpoints that I, that I deeply need that I think make us very dynamic. Ooh. That's that's so good. And I'm glad you drew that out, like being aware of not killing things or, or deafening things in your spouse that are actually probably helping you both grow. Like there's so much more there, I'm sure, Mario, that you can just expound on. But like even for me, I think about that and drawing that piece into my own marriage, like the power of like noticing what my wife is not only just good at but noticing what my wife is trying to draw my attention to or even what god is trying to draw my attention through through my wife like 
there's so much power in that and understanding like, okay, you know, I don't know if it's a man thing or not, but in my life, you know, I've noticed where like, man, Lord, I'm just, can't hear your voice as clear as I want to, you know, or I, I'm looking at God's word. I'm like, man, all right, these are scriptures, but I'm not seeing or hearing, yeah. you know, what's what needs to come off. Of it. And then in a, in a moment later, literally a week or a day later, my wife says something to me about the word or something. It's like, Lord, why did you tell her? You could have just told me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, 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 and literally you're having these moments in your life where you're like, Lord, OK, I see that you're helping me do my helpmate, you know. And my helpmate of my wife, you know, and, and her, you know, sometimes clear clarity that she hears God or that she sees God in certain works and acts and the power of it. Sometimes like, let me pay attention to what God is doing through her because it actually ends up helping me and actually ends up helping our marriage. So that's so good, Mario. Yeah. And Samuel, let me ask you this, because yeah. I'm curious about Becky's thoughts as well. Like, but also, too, it's not even just what your spouse says. Yeah. You experience it based off of how they handle themselves in a situation. I'm not saying handle themselves badly. I'm saying like yeah. how they handled themselves well. And that can be convicting to where you can kind of see them like, wow, like they, I don't look at how they handled that. That, that was mature. That was, that was gracious or um, man, do I do that? Wow. That, I don't think I do. I think, man, that's something I think I need to work on or get better at or all the time. Right. Um, listen, like, you know, we could be at the store and and typically, you know, I'm the more slow, methodical, let's think this through. Do we need this? You know, and then someone can pass by in a cart and bump our cart and, you know, and, and automatically in that reaction, I'm like, dude, my kid is in the cart. You just bump my cart. And like, can you like now can you watch where you're going? You know, in, a, in my head, like I want to see all the things, right? I want to say, dude, how dare you, you know? And but I, but my bodily reactions in my face, I have facial features, I typically can't hide them. You know what I'm saying? But in yeah. a moment, I feel I, sometimes I I think I I'm in those moments that I've had because I've had several of them over the past week. Um, you yeah. know, my wife would literally put her hand on me, you know, on my wrist and just look at. Me. <laughs> It would just be like, like I know you can tell because you're my wife, but maybe this is so noticeable that I don't notice it. Yeah. But in moments, like she begins to be a calming faction for me. Uh, you know that touch or that look of sincere empathy, or just like it's okay. Somebody's, you know, they ain't trying to harm you, your kid, or me. It's all good. And it's like in those moments, like that's me. I do that. Spot but, on. You know, but my wife, like, it's like wow, like I never noticed that she, she like did it, and so like those things are. For sure, man. I definitely see that every every week, every day, man. Becky, how about you? Yeah, as I say, I think you know, on the opposite spectrum, I think Mario has encouraged me to take greater risks than mm. I maybe would be willing to take if left to my own <laughs> devices. So, because wow. of why? Like, what do you? What? What? How does that stretch you? Because what do you naturally do? Um. Well, I think I naturally would just lean into my own insecurities or um, and or just my introvert side. Mm-hmm. So I think Mario has stretched me not only socially, um, but even, you know, in, in thinking about career, you know, and, and, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know that, yeah, Mario yeah. has stretched me and, and it's, you know, it's made me, I think also too, you know, to look at how do I need to help him meeting his needs because he definitely has more 
of a social need than I do. Um, So just learning together to how to balance that need and, uh, you know, how to work together on the weekends, for example, when he's wanting to, you know, entertain or do something with friends, you know, and just balancing what do we need together that, and I don't know, one of the things that we've, we have always talked about our schedule. We never make social commitments without talk, communicating together about our schedule and yeah. and what each other needs mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, that's so good. Um, you know, that's that stretching piece, and I, and I think just organically, you know, probably for more so, for some of our listeners, you know, they may be on any one of those spectrums. They may be feeling like, man, I'm being stretched, but it's uncomfortable. Um, they may be feeling, you know, like I need to be more empathetic and that's uncomfortable. Or they may be feeling I need to be more, and a lack of a better word, more contentious or more um, of ability to step up into situations where their voice needs to be heard, you know. And yeah. Yeah. I think that that's those are just powerful examples, whether it's our, mine, yours, Mario or yours, Becky, where there's aspects of what our spouses kind of help us grow in and how they help us complement. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And even on that, if I can say, um, you know, that's where I think the disc has been very helpful for us is because it helps us. It's really helped us break down assumption of what the person is doing. And it's really given us more information of, you know, maybe there's more of an explanation or a different reason why they're doing it. So instead of assuming, maybe I need to ask to Mm -hmm. find out Mm -hmm. um, versus assuming the worst in the person or assuming the worst of intention, um, you know, in those different things. So that, that's what the disc has really been helpful for us in, but also too, how over time it's really grown and stretched us. Like Becky was sharing how it stretched her in that way. It also has stretched me and really appreciating downtime and really appreciating quiet. I mean, it's one of our favorite places. We live out in the country and one of our favorite places is to, you know, grab a cup of coffee, sit on our front porch in the morning, watch the sun come up. And just be quiet. Yeah. Um, and just learning to really appreciate some of that that quiet space. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that sounds great. In fact, I would like to do that right after this podcast. Go on. <laughs> Come on over, buddy. Yeah. Man, that sounds amazing. Uh, Come on over. Listen, and in this, you know, you're also touching on, you know, how you all have resolved conflict and what you're sharing. Um you know, I know in our previous podcast, in one of our previous podcasts, uh, me and Kelly have talked about how important, you know, active listening is mm-hmm. uh, in order to show empathy to your spouse and, and that you do care. Also, we talked about, you know, the importance of just calendaring conversations, you know, having having certain moments for certain times. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to have date night, have date night. If you're going to have a conversation about what someone did wrong, or how you felt wrong and what you need and have a time for that, you know, don't blend, don't blend both. And, mm-hmm. and it's so important to have difficult conversations at those, at those times. So I guess I just wonder, is there any other tips that you all would give, you know, on how to handle conflict, maybe that you all have tried or that you even advise your clients to do? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that Samuel, that comes to mind when you talk about calendaring a topic, um, I think one of the things that we've, implemented in our marriage is yeah, just the importance of um, uh, honoring commitments to each other and yeah. giving each other 
grace within honoring those commitments. Yeah. So, um, for example, I can give you a situation that just came up for us recently is that we recently had been away on a vacation and I um, actually still have not unpacked my suitcase. <laughs> and Mario was very gracious and, you know, he's the kind of guy who unpacks his suitcase immediately as soon as we get home. And he was very gracious and let my suitcase sit there for a week or so. And until he finally said something to me about it, but instead of coming at me and saying, you know, why haven't you unpacked that suitcase yet? You know, you need to get that done. You know, he said, you know, I've noticed that you haven't unpacked your suitcase. Do you think that you can give me a time frame for when maybe you can get that done? Because, mm. you know, he's tired of sitting at looking at it in our bedroom. Right. <laughs> and, and I kind of know that that's, my cue I've learned over time to not be defensive when he says something like that to me, but that's kind of my cue that I need to also respect him and the fact that we share space and that it's also his bedroom and that I need to be respectful and probably get my suitcase unpacked. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, have said, and I will get that done by the end of the weekend. I will make sure that that is accomplished. <laughs> so I feel like that has come up in, several different areas of our marriage um, yeah. that, if, that yeah. we've used that, mm -hmm. that if something, if we can't meet a, a, our spouse's expectation at exactly at that time, that we try to give a commitment for when we might be able to accomplish yeah. that. Yeah. And how to communicate it graciously. I mean, that's been something that I've really tried to work hard too. Cause like I said before, I don't, I know I can dominate her without even trying. Yeah. I don't want to dominate her. I want to compliment her. And so I know for Becky, like it takes a lot. It takes courage for her. She has to work herself up to confront me on something. And so I've internally made it a point that when she's going to confront me about something, my number one responsibility is to shut up, hmm. say absolutely nothing and just fully hear her out to understand. Now, it doesn't mean internally I'm wrestling with what she's saying or I feel like, you know, I'm justified or, you know, all this stuff does start to stir up. But yeah, it allows me. That's where, again, the disc has been so helpful is I know that it takes her. It takes her. It takes a lot of courage to be able to to bring it up. And I want to give her the floor. I want her to feel that she's being heard. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with her or that I'm not going to share that I don't disagree with her. But I want to make sure that I create that space that's conducive for her to be able to know that when she shares something, um, I'm not going to react at her. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. I mean, you feel like I do that? Or you feel like I'm just yeah, no, blowing I smoke? <laughs> no, I think you do. That's okay. Good. That's so, you know, that, that's so good. And, and it really, it really draws to, you know, as we're drawing near to the end of this podcast, it really draws to the piece of this aspect of as we continually become you know be married and grow in our marriage there's this part where we start to notice you know how our partners truly begin to compliment us yeah well i, I think on the disc you know relating back to that you know there's this aspect where you know you're gonna notice that you're stronger in, in certain personality elements like in, the, in your did like you said and your wife's an s and over time though what's powerful about the disc and what's powerful about the about marriage is ultimately over time 
you should begin to notice certain aspects where you were, you know, weaker at. Yeah. You begin to grow in those areas because of your spouse. And, 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 you know, in those moments of, of, you know, growth, you're like, man, where did I get this from? You know, even I had those things from my wife, you know, where she's a DI and I'm an SC, Mario and Becky. And, and, mm. and in those moments of compliance and being steady, like I've noticed that I've become very direct and, and also very honest and transparent about things. Like I like to see things very done or I've become more of a people person. Yeah. And my wife has been more, you know, reserved and let's just keep it moving and growing and, and has become more like me. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that over time, you know, you begin to notice these things of, of just becoming more complimentary. And I, and I hear that drawing out in your answers with your wife. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just that's why I love I love marriage counseling. Yeah. Is because people say, Mario, how do you how do you know God exists? Where do you see God? And I see him in marriages. Mm. Whether it's marriages that are thriving or marriages that are struggling. Because God uses marriage as a vehicle to grow us out of our selfishness mm-hmm. into selflessness. Mm-hmm. We're born selfish. And so but I, what I find so fascinating, like if you look at disc, um, you know, 98% of all marriages are opposites in communication styles, mm. just communication styles, but also they're, di- they're opposites too, typically in, um, in sexuality, sensuality, they're opposites regards to different hobbies and strengths and passions. And, mm. and I find it so interesting that we're attracted to that such opposite, but also too, like God does it because of, we learn how to find that harmony and work together how much more dynamic and diverse we can be as a couple yeah then we can be on our own if we don't learn how to use these together how much tension and strife and difficulty it can create for you um where like i use the term you know using your your strengths and abilities against one another versus for each other. Mm. Um, and that's a discipline. That's a practice. That's a, a continually learning and devoting time and energy and some resources to it to really figure it out because of you're going to experience in marriage difficult times. Um, some are greater than others. But I think what makes some of these situations even more difficult, not all, but more difficult is when you don't find or figure out how to create this environment or space that's conducive for both of you to be able to effectively interact. Yeah. Listen, that was, that was so, so rich and so good. And, and in this, I just want to just say thank you, Mario and Becky for just being willing to share your life um, and share how you both pursue God and how you would kind of support each other and invest in your relationship and also invest in so many couples and individuals that come across you know, your paths and, you know, just on behalf of myself and Kelly and together, I just want to say thank you all for sharing your life with us. Absolutely, Samuel. We're honored, man, to do this. And we just want to be an encouragement to everybody else. Um, You know, we don't want anybody to think that we're trying to present that we're perfect. We are imperfect. It's, it's, we, we embrace the imperfection with one another. And that's where the grace and the compassion and protecting that grace and compassion really plays into it. But we're so thankful, Samuel, uh, for you guys allowing us to be a part of this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you have it, listeners. Uh, this has been uh, Together. Uh, and uh, 
got a chance to hear from Mario and Becky, uh, intenders at Ada Bible, but also in the uh, mental health profession and supporting, you know, all types of spectrums of individuals and peoples. And, and hopefully if you've been, you know, impacted by this podcast, we just want to encourage you to subscribe, uh, share this podcast and also leave a review. Uh, and, uh, we just want you to make sure that you're coming back every couple of weeks and listening to what we have. If you haven't listened to the first two parts of this disc series, I'll just go back a couple of episodes and check it out on Apple or Spotify. Um, in addition to that, make sure you, uh, you know, if you have any questions, you can email us at care at adabible.org and we'll get to those questions. And also leave us some recommendations of things that you want to hear and listen to. So again, for together, this has been Samuel. And uh, we hope to hear you and see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope that you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, email us at care at adabible.org. 